0: Welcome to Fire and Security Chat, brought to you by Corson Fire and Security, where we talk about the technology and equipment used to protect and secure life and property. I'm your host, Aaron Whitaker, and today I'm with Ernie Hobbs, sales manager at Corson Fire and Security's Louisville branch. Ernie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Aaron. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Ernie about uh, basically the Louisville branch, uh, Derby and uh, bourbon, um, all things Louisville. Yes, sir. All right, Ernie, uh, first off, describe your role at Corson.
1: Well, as sales manager here at Corson Fire and Security, uh, my role here is to assist the sales team, facilitate, help train, and then bring um, solutions to those who uh, we deal with on a daily basis as customers and uh, as new customers and our partnerships expand to work with them on solutions and build that trust for their fire and security needs. Okay.
0: Okay. How long have you been with Corson?
1: I've been with Corson for a little over nineteen years now. I started out as a territory account manager, which mm-hmm. those is the group of uh team that I oversee now sales manager and recently about a year and a half as sales manager here at Louisville. okay um let's talk about the Louisville branch. um How long has the branch been here? Do you know? Course in Fire and Security entered the market here at Louisville in the late 80s. Uh, we started over on the East End on Plant Side Drive, and about 1992 is when we made our move to Riverport area off Dixie Highway here in Louisville, and we've been here ever since. So it's been over 30 years that we've been in the Louisville market.
0: Wow. So mm-hmm.
1: we're probably one of the older yes. branches
0: around. Uh, how many employees are... Around the ballpark or whatever?
1: We have uh, 56 employees uh, here at Corson. Um, About 29 of those consist of our field associates, which go out and provide the service inspections, repairs, uh, and installation for our company.
0: Like the technicians?
1: Uh, Technicians. Technicians. And uh, we have four administrating staff here. Uh, We have six that are the sales personnel that we have here, and then the rest consisting of management in each one of their departments.
0: Okay. um, it, you know, from going to branch to branch, uh, different branches kind of focus on uh, different industries. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What are kind of the main industries that Louisville kind of handles? Uh,
1: the main industries that uh, that we have, um, the share of the market in, in, in the area is uh, uh, distribution, uh, facilities, manufacturing facilities. Um, we have restaurants are is a big boom in in Louisville right now in our in our metro area. We also service uh, public schools and private school systems uh, within our coercion. And then we also uh, deal with some government agencies that uh, we provide services to on the fire and security side.
0: What is uh, some of the industries that uh, we kind of see some growth for uh, in Louisville right now?
1: Yeah, here in the Louisville market, Louisville has grown by leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. Uh, Most of it has been in the restaurant business. And that market is booming. Louisville is a hotbed for restaurants. The distribution is another one. Now that there are some larger distribution centers uh, around Louisville, uh, that has bled into the Riverport area as well. We've also noticed an uptick on some of the industries in healthcare Mm -hmm. and assisted living. Uh, that, That has grown by leaps and bounds here within the last five to six years in the Louisville market.
0: Okay. Um as far as
1: distribution, I know uh
0: UPS, they have a hub here yes, at sir. the airport. Yeah. And I think Amazon is out here. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon is located in
1: yes. In southern Indiana they have a facility in town that's a smaller facility uh, facility inside Louisville. And then mm-hmm. uh Campbellsville, which is about an hour away from here, they have one of their largest distribution centers uh in that area. Uh, which spans over a million square feet yeah. in in space, very large facility.
0: So it's kind of a you know it's a centralized location Louisville is, and then you got the uh, you know the airport,
1: right? Um, uh, the uh, Louisville Airport. Uh, we do services in and around the airport too, yeah. as needed at times. And you know, being a provider for, for Southern Indiana, South Central Kentucky, and then the Louisville Metro area we have a really nice footprint for all of those locations to be able to provide service efficiently and be able to take care of their needs on the fire and security side.
0: Yeah, yeah I I grew up here uh, or lived here for about 10 years, so that's why I'm kind of throwing out these names and a little familiar. Uh, the, it seems, yeah, the restaurant industry has grown a lot. Um, you've got an area that used to be uh, abandoned called Nulu, is that? Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Which is just uh, east of kind of downtown.
1: East of downtown. Yeah. And yeah, and, and, and that's once again that market with restaurants and Nulu, that area there. You know, the downtown area is a very diverse area when it comes to businesses, uh, in and in, in restaurant is leading the way downtown and through that area around the riverfront area. We were known as a river town when mm-hmm. Louisville first started, um, as a small city and grown. And now everything is working toward the downtown area mm-hmm. along the river. And they're really developing that very well. Is there, uh, is
0: there any, is there hotels going up too? Yes. Or? We
1: just, in fact, over the last couple of years, the Omni is one of the highlights of, of the hotel, uh, okay. boom going on downtown. We, We've been privileged to be able to provide services for that particular facility. Uh, we were also involved with construction with on-site construction companies working with them on their fire extinguisher needs and service. And the Omni is yes, it's a it's a beautiful structure downtown, right next to the uh, Kentucky Convention Center, and uh, it is it is made Louisville. A really attractive place downtown to be now and to stay and enjoy the festivities that'll be coming up here very yeah. shortly with the Derby.
0: Well, I was gonna roll into that is uh sports. Um Louisville has always been known kind of as a college town, I would mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. with U of L. Um, it was it's always been a basketball, you know, big basketball. And, you know, uh, in the old days it was Freedom Hall, which was out at the Kentucky State Fair Exposition Center. That's right. Is, just uh, just north of the airport.
1: That's, that's correct.
0: But uh, since I've moved away from here, they've built the Yum Center, yes. which is uh, just this beautiful arena, basketball arena, concerts are there. Yes,
1: the events that take place there, it's really brought a lot of revenue into the state as yeah. far as holding concerts. Some of the major concerts uh, in North America yes. now are starting to draw at the uh, KFC Yum Center. Uh, the Louisville Cardinals, our university here in Louisville, and that's their home venue when they're um, playing basketball. In fact, the NCAA, both on the women's and men's, had regionals there. So that was a huge event that was drawn. And it showcases the downtown Louisville area as much as it's grown and expanded. And they've done a lot of work down there to bring those yeah. events in.
0: And then you've got uh, the Riverbats. Yes. Uh, which... I'm trying to think. Back in the '80s, they were the Louisville Redbirds. Red Redbirds, yep. yes, yep. yes.
1: And in fact, sadly enough, they're they tearing just, down the stadium. They're demoing the stadium. They may be done with it by now. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was a. I had a lot of fond memories there growing up, going to the Redbirds. Um, yeah, the Redbirds mm-hmm. games and the Expo Center there, which it was part of. Yep. I know it was one of the largest at one time in the United States as far as an Expo Center. But yes, the Louisville Bats—they have a state-of-the-art stadium that they built uh, about nine, ten years ago, mm-hmm. uh, when they moved, uh, changed their name, and went to a different farm club, which is the Cincinnati Reds. It's now the—they're uh, yep. the farm club for Cincinnati Reds, and they did a wonderful job on it. It's state-of-the-art. We at Corison have been privileged
0: mm-hmm.
1: to partner with them. Uh, with sponsoring some events that are coming up for for the Derby, and uh, we taken on working with them for their not only their fire services but mm-hmm. some security, and and partner with them and become sponsors and joining them to to provide sponsorship for yep. games and events.
0: And uh, yep, I was about to mention the kind of the biggest thing that Louisville is known for uh, besides U of L basketball is the Kentucky Derby. Um most people, I guess, outside of Louisville know it as, what is it, the most famous two minutes in sports? The most
1: exciting two minutes in most sports. Exciting, yes, yes. yes. It, it it truly is an international event because of what's brought into Churchill Downs, uh, which we also partnership, uh, utilizing mm-hmm. our services to assist them. And right now we're as busy as we've ever been with them. All over the world, um, the, the trainers and the owners of those Beautiful horses are coming in, getting them prepped, getting them ready, and not only the Derby, but the Oaks on the Friday before the mm-hmm. Derby, which is the Ladies' Day, is what they call yeah. it with the Phillies. That event has grown to be just as big and and, and moving on the Derby because it's yeah. it's it's a different different event uh, with with the Phillies, and it's it's a wonderful event as well.
0: It almost uh, when I lived here, it was kind of uh, the Louisville the the people who live here—that yeah. was kind of their day. Yeah, you know, a lot of people didn't go to the Derby uh, as much as they went out to Oaks. Yes, and it was kind of uh, Louisville's day.
1: A yeah, yeah, and it—and believe it or not—it's grown a lot of um, because of the events that take place leading up to Oaks and and to the Derby. Yeah. It's really expanded itself on Oaks Day. In fact, uh, I know that um, they're they're setting record crowds for Oaks Day. And uh, it is sort of a community thing here in Louisville and the surrounding mm-hmm. area for for us to be able to get out and not have to deal with all the outsiders that come in for Derby. Yep. But I'm telling you, it's growing and growing every year. And Oaks is, is a special day for yep. everyone.
0: And it used to not be as crowded, which it sounds True. like it's not so much.
1: It's not so much yeah. anymore. Not yeah. so much anymore.
0: And the thing about Derby is, again, living up in Indianapolis, even Indianapolis, uh, we just see it as one day and basically two minutes right. on TV. It might be, actually, they might show about an hour.
1: Right, right.
0: Here in Louisville, it's basically a month of festivities. That,
1: that's correct. It, it it spans over just a little over three weeks, yeah. and the kickoff is Thunder. Um, yes, Thunder. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest fireworks exhibitions in North America and it really puts Louisville southern indiana and kentucky as a whole it mm-hmm. uh, really puts us in the spotlight because that is the official start of the derby uh the derby festivals yeah. for about the next 3 weeks
0: and that's uh that's along the river on the yeah. riverfront yes sir and there is there uh, when i was you know when i used to live here there was they said there was about half a million people that would be on both sides of the river. Side of the river yes. To watch this fireworks, yes. uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. If you've never had the chance to come down there, it's is it always two weeks before the derby? It's
1: uh, actually three weeks before three weeks. the derby. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, and, three weeks before the derby.
0: And this podcast will be airing on the uh, Wednesday before Thunder. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're in the area, uh, come down along with the other half million people to on Saturday to see the
1: air show. There's, yeah, there's yep. air show. There's every, you can get out there. I believe you can get out there as early as eight or nine in the morning. Yep. Um, some people even get down there even earlier, uh, hang out in the city, enjoy some of the things that they can see. Uh, you know, we have the Louisville Slugger museum and different things like that. And it's an all day event. It's, it yep. starts out with the air show. and has certain things that, that, that that they do throughout the day concerts that are going on in and around there in uh, on the riverfront there so it's it's an all-day event and it wraps up at about 10 30 or 11 o'clock in the in yeah. the evening and speaking
0: of it's officially i believe it's called thunder over louisville mm-hmm. um how is Corson and uh the Louisville branch involved, and that is, you, you mentioned the river bats.
1: And that, that is correct. Um, we In our partnership with um, uh, the bats, we are actually sponsoring uh, uh, an event there at Slugger Field, and we will be hosting and being part of a lot of events going on there. And it's a very exclusive event for those who can participate and be there. We'll be having a concert there after the baseball game, which starts at 2 p.m. Yep. So when you get in there, they have all kinds of tents set up. Food is more more food than you can imagine. And uh, it's gated off with security. So once you enter there and you are part of that, it, it is a really nice event. And then in the evening, Corson, once again, is sponsoring it. So the you get a shot of the fireworks thunder over Louisville from that stadium. And there's not a bad seat in the house yeah. when that takes place. We will also be throwing out the first pitch oh, before cool. the game. Yes. So that's exciting. And in fact, I've been asked to do that. I don't know if I've got the arm for it or not, but <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot if I'm asked to to do step some, up and do that.
0: Do some practicing.
1: Yeah, that is correct. I am. I've already started. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we also are going to be, um, Hosting a a chat like we're having here Mm -hmm. uh, on the radio uh, with the uh, broadcasters during the ball game for about an inning. uh, Showing our appreciation for the community, uh, for Louisville, um, for our partnerships with businesses out there. And uh, just to let people know in the Louisville and surrounding areas that Corson is part of the community and we want to remain and be part of that community. Cool. And one thing
0: uh, on the previous podcast, I was talking to Tanya. Hardgrove, mm-hmm. and we were talking about AHJ seminars. Yes, and one of the seminars happens to be at the stadium, correct? Yes,
1: uh, they have. Uh, we reached out to them after um, working with them on our partnership and asked them if if they would help us host this seminar uh, for the HJs and facility managers, mm-hmm. and they were more than happy to do that. And we're we're going to be hosting that, I believe, August the. In August. I yeah. won't put a date no. down yet because I can't remember it. But in August, that's what we will be doing. And the people at Slugger Field with the bats got a wonderful day set up for us. And then we get to go behind the scenes once it's over to be able to go through, get out on the field, uh, and walk the stadium and, and see the ins and outs of the stadium with, with our participants. Okay. It's going to be a great day.
0: Tour of the locker room. Yes, sir. The, yeah. yeah,
1: it's going to be a great day.
0: That sounds like a fun time, yeah. Um, and that one, uh, and again, we mentioned in the previous podcast, we'll be putting out a website where people can register, uh, HJs can register for these different uh seminars. Uh, you can also, if you're listening to this and you're in the Louisville area, uh, you can contact uh, the Louisville branch, and I'm sure they'd be happy to help.
1: I'm always happy to help. If someone wants to call in and speak with Ernie Hobbs or has any questions for me, I'll be more than happy to do my best to answer those questions. All right. Uh, the other sport that we didn't mention is soccer. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're building a new soccer stadium now.
1: Right along the river, downtown. Yeah. Um, it'll be closer to River Road. I, I'm sure you know where yep. that's located at. It's It's sort of the... The northeast side of the city mm-hmm. is where they're going to be uh, laying the groundwork for the um, soccer team. Uh, that's something else that has really taken root here. We don't have a professional team here in Kentucky yep. uh, in Louisville area. We're more of a college town, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. It hasn't changed much over the years as far as that in the sports. Um, so we're real excited, real excited to, um, it looks like, going to have a professional yep. soccer team right here in louisville that's and, awesome and, and everybody's gotten on board and once again corson is reaching out and we want to be partners with them and supporting our soccer team
0: yep that's awesome the louisville area you guys service you know obviously louisville mm-hmm. uh, but you kind of you have a large area
1: yeah our footprint or our what we call our territory within mm-hmm. within the office uh, we, we service and provide sales uh, in the fire and security from central Indiana, southern central Indiana, all the way down through south central Kentucky, which is just north of Bowling Green. Okay. Um, and as far as uh, the expansion east and west, uh, we go down as far as just outside the Owensboro mm-hmm. uh, area. And then we go as far up as Gallatin, Kentucky and Owenton, Kentucky, which is about an about a little over an hour from here. We have some large facilities that we take care up there. Uh Kentucky Speedway is one that we provide okay. services to. And then Newcore Steel, which is a huge customer of ours that we provide services for on the fire extinguisher side. Okay.
0: Cool. Um you've been you said you've been here for nineteen years.
1: Yes, I have been blessed and fortunate and privileged enough for the Corson family to allow me to work uh, uh, here at Corson, Um, and I am very blessed. I love my job. I love what the Corson family has done. Uh, When I first started, um, I think there was nine branches, Mm -hmm. and I have seen the growth in Corson uh, just take off. And I believe it's got a lot to do with the Corson family investing in their employees, uh, and that being training, uh, being uh, utilizing us, and knowing that the one element uh, beyond the technology that we may have um, in in the market that we that we are in that the one element that makes a difference is the human touch. And I think they do a great job with their employees as well as with me to train me to assist. Uh, those that are in need of fire and security services, mm-hmm. and be that that personal touch that so many times you don't see in the market with the larger companies today.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part of the job?
1: Helping people find solutions to their problems. Before I started at Corson, I was in the medical field. I was a okay. RT or an X-ray technologist. Mm -hmm. And so I was on the uh, backside of safety Mm -hmm. where all I seen was damage done to the body or things that, that made people hurt. I was part of the healing process when I decided to come to Corson, I was excited about being on the front side of it, the preventive side and trying to help people in the worst case scenarios, which we never expect to be able to be able to have a fighting chance, to be able to evacuate, to be able to get out without harm. And so I've been blessed with being able to do that now being on, at once being on the post side of things where Mm -hmm. trauma was there. I have been blessed for the last almost 20 years of being on the front side and trying to help people prevent that trauma. And Corson has given me that opportunity.
0: Protecting life and property. That is correct, sir. That's what Corson does. All right. I don't think we've mentioned bourbon and I mentioned it at the very beginning. Yes. You know, Louisville, it's the Derby, it's yes. U of L and it's bourbon. Yes. There's uh, just uh, south of here, now in Bardstown area.
1: Bardstown area.
0: There's a lot of uh, distilleries.
1: Yes. We have we are the international spot of all bourbon that's made anywhere. Brown Foreman is a very large company here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they distribute they the logistics they're an international company. their international headquarters are here in Louisville and we're we're pleased to have them here. But outside of that in Bargetown, uh, we have distilleries and distribution centers for Jim Bean um, for Four Roses, Makers Mark, Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm. and believe it or not, there are more and more independent. Bourbon distillers that are growing every day in the in the Louisville area and surrounding counties. It is
0: kind of like craft brewery. Yes, sir. And
1: and, and it's yeah. taking hold. It's taking hold around um, where once again, the hot spot of where bourbon is made and distributed. And that's through uh, Bullitt County, uh, Bargetown, uh, Carrollton. Yeah. There's a lot of spots around here. And uh, trust me, horses and bourbon. Yeah, yeah. We're good at that. And basketball yep. with the Cardinals.
0: And with bourbon, you know, they're, it's aged in uh, wooden barrels. Yes. And these, uh, a lot of times these old barn warehouses. Yeah. So there's, I know when I lived here, I think it was the Wild Turkey mm-hmm. Distillery. Mm-hmm. Caught fire and burned with all that bourbon. Yes. Uh, so I assume that there's probably... A lot of these distilleries are taking more steps.
1: To they are taking a lot of steps. In fact, Jim Beam just a couple of years ago had an incident at their their facility, okay. where they had a fire, and it was in it. It wasn't in the warehouses. It was in the section of uh, I believe it was in the section of uh, product in which where they were, they mm-hmm. were making the distilling process. Um, and yes, that has become a uh, that has become a. Urgent need yep. that they've been wanting to field and needing to field on on checking out their suppression systems, fire extinguishers, um, that that they have in their facilities um, to keep those up. And once again, any regulatory company or agency they still have to answer to. Yep. And along with the AHJs, so it yes, that has become that has become a, an area of emphasis for any of the bourbon manufacturers.
0: The, yeah, the making of bourbon, if you go take some of these tours, it's, it's very old school, um, and it still is, but, yeah, uh, it's very flammable. Yes. Especially the bourbon, the barrels. And yeah,
1: a lot of wood. So. A lot of wood involved, yeah, yeah. the,
0: the making process is still old school, but you, you know, the, uh, the fire sprinklers, the suppression, everything else around it, yes. uh. Make sure it doesn't
1: burn up. That That is true. That's a lot of product loss, too, yes. because that is a very high-marketed... The bourbon is very high-marketed. It's, it's world-known with Maker's Mark and, yep. and Jim Beam. So their product to uh, protect and prevent any major loss, uh, fire protection is uh, of the utmost importance for, for any of those yep. facilities. All right.
0: So we talked about it. Louisville, Derby basketball bourbon so if uh you know thanks ernie for joining me today
1: thank you Aaron. i appreciate it
0: no problem if anybody has any more questions about the uh things we discussed today about louisville uh if you're a business or uh need help with uh fire protection or security um you know call ernie or anybody else at the louisville branch uh, you can also contact Corson online at corson.com and uh, we'll be happy to help you. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. If you like today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our podcast on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, and other popular podcast players. Search for Corson Fire and Security Chat to find it. Thanks once again for listening, and I will see you next week for our next episode of the Course in Fire and Security Chat podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is believed to be reliable, but Corson Fire and Security assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. It does not constitute professional advice. The listener of this podcast is responsible for verifying the information's accuracy from all available sources, including the product manufacturer. The authority of having jurisdiction should be contacted for code interpretations.